Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to. We're not doing that. <laughs> I want to use it. Never. <laughs> I'm totally out of this. Start waving a wand. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the You Don't Look Like an Engineer podcast. In today's episode we have new equipment and we're so excited to use it. <laughs> Look how you just said it like it was like yesterday's news and not important at all. We have new equipment. Yeah, it's cool. We're excited. <laughs> no, we have like, fucking new equipment. <laughs> and it's so good. It does this. <laughs> And we're still like trying to understand how the fuck do you know nah, I'm kidding it's pretty straightforward to and use. it might not crap out that's the best part we won't yeah. have like recording stopped you know yes if you guys don't know we've been struggling with that for oh my god bit. for like 12 months <laughs> and for so literally sorry to all our guests who yeah. had to suffer through that honestly yeah, especially that that's one a thing of the past <laughs> especially that that is so Specific. 2022 <laughs> <laughs> oh my you lord you know who Lord. you are huh? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for today's episode, we want to be talking about something called internalized misogyny. Yes. Which, uh, the reason why we're diving into this randomly is not so random. I don't think it's random. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Exactly. It's been on my mind for a few weeks now. and um, All your life. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I suppose so. But I think more coming in the forefront to see like um, how it impacts you know, the, the way we view the world. May I ask what triggered this thought? Because Sohan has now made an episode about this <laughs> <laughs> i joke but obviously like she messaged me this week saying hey lao we should talk about this we have a list of episodes to go through and this was not on the list yeah <laughs> but it's significantly important for exactly. us to touch base on topics like this but i just want to ask yeah. bumped it what up triggered you um i don't think it was anything specific uh, more than just a lot of reflection and um you know journaling and that sort of thing and I sort of wanted to get to the bottom of why I look at the world the way I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because anyone who knows me knows I have like very strong opinions about things like the patriarchy or oppression of women. And sometimes, you know, uh, when you talk to people who aren't like you and me, um, they'd be like, why do you have these such strong opinions? Like, what is the, the basis behind being so um, not you come negative? to the bottom of it? No, I mean, I feel like a lot of it is like speaks for itself, you know, look at the way society is. But sometimes I would just wonder, is it internalized misogyny? Okay, but no, I mean, like, have you come to the answer of why you're so driven to create change in society? Is this an interview now? <laughs> um, that's what I mean. Like, the drive comes from what I see happening in society. So that in and of itself, I don't think that's changed because of reflecting extra. But um, definitely there might be an element of, I don't want to say overthinking, but like reading into things all the time or like looking for, like even like you talk to some people and sometimes they don't have a problem with the patriarchy. Mm. You know, they feel like it, it came for a certain reason and it's normal and it, it was like a leader and a follower is a great way to have a society. Mm. Um, but when I, and I don't have a problem with that. Personally, I really don't. Mm-hmm. It's just when a leader becomes authoritative, authoritarian, yeah, dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. When a leader becomes like a dictator, that's when the problem starts. And I think that has happened so much 
that um, I have a problem with the way women are treated, and that is why I want to create change. Essentially, Good. I I want us to have because you are equality. part of the minority as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And I think like even us women of color, in even more so. Yeah, yeah, it's like we are the minority within a minority, yeah. and we are helping other minorities within minorities within minorities <laughs> to have access to equal opportunities yeah so, yeah but i share that passion internally why i might um look at certain situations and be like oh my god why can't women have that you know why can't women have um i think growing up it's like better conversations better um even just equality in conversations, when conversations are happening, like, and I come from a very cultural background, but in, I'm sure ethnic households have that too, where, like, you know, the men go and sit in one corner and the women, like, have their own conversations. It's not mean. No one's doing it out of, like, wanting to disrespect each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you you do tend to miss out on some co- quality conversation, and I'm not saying the women's conversation is not quality, but there is obviously an exchange of thought that's happening in both circles that is lost. Yeah. And sometimes, like, as a young kid, you just, like, you're really, like, not even as a young kid. Like, the conversations that happen are different. And I was like, do I have internalized misogyny thinking, like, you know, women's conversations are, like, surface level or just more about social networking, whereas the guys are talking about different things. So that's sort of, like, how I got into, like, why do I um, think about that so much? And I was like, oh, maybe there's a bit of internalized misogyny in that, Mm. if that's clear in any way, shape, or form. I think it. I think it's clear. But okay. now, um, to go back to the subject of the episode, and now, your, I ask these questions for a reason. They are very interesting, and it sort of like helps me understand, um, you. Lovely. So, <laughs> what is misogyny, Sohan? Yeah. So I think it's pr- uh, really important to get into that before we talk about how I it's love how I ask you, Angie. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah. So um, I think for anyone that is not aware, misogyny is typically um, hateful behavior or prejudice against women that is actually like from men to women. So that's how it is. Like you know, men looking down on women in um, any way. Uh, but essentially it stems from a more patriarchal society again where you know the male was higher than the female and you know you can almost assume that because the patriarchy um, is a stemming cause that it's sort of the father of misogyny we can call it that Um, but essentially just be it keeps women at a lower social status Um, and yeah it's just looking down on women whether it's like uh, it can look like oh my god that driver was really shit on the road must be a girl you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, comments like that and i think it's interesting because sorry it's interesting because i think again like going back to patriarchy patriarchy i hate that word in english patriarchy how do you say it in spanish patriarchal patriarchal system yeah yeah patriarchy (laughs) um that was a social system right and I find it interesting because it's like after like the mat the matra- matriarchal system. Can we go Lao? Having it's just with pronunciation again. Um, after the matriarchal system, then it comes the patriarchal system, and men are providers and they are pretty much the leader. What I find interesting is that we put women into a box that they just were going to be 
wives and they were just gonna be like we have children like that's the talk that they gave us like we couldn't uh, actually serve society in on a yeah and that's the burn that i have to pick on this system in particular because it's like if we were categorizing men to just be the provider and that's it like men aren't good enough but to just provide for women but like that's what the patriarchal society put in men exactly heads, you know? like they're like if i'm not the provider what am i exactly yeah. so it is not beneficial for both genders exactly but it's also very objectifying to both genders mm-hmm. so you're either the provider or you are a nurturer and that's it yes black and white yeah and it's not it ain't good no especially because man i was reading about like the oldest uh student in the world who had passed away recently i think a couple of months ago um she was 90 something and she was from kenya kenya yeah so she was amazing she was in primary school um and the fact that she was able to do that so much courage first of all but second of all she said she did it because essentially like women and in so many parts of the world are not given an education beyond you know I don't even know if some of them make it to primary school, to be honest. But beyond grade four, grade five, it doesn't really happen much in so many parts of the world. And she actually said that that, like, that actually makes you no different to a chicken in the house. Yeah, that's exactly. literally all you are. So sad. Exactly. And to reduce a perfectly intellectual human being who can do so much down to a chicken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so sad. It's like, I love this. Thank you for bringing this up because it gives us an understanding of why this topic is on our podcast today because it's sort of like we are cutting and not now as much as we did before thankfully but we are still sort of like cutting people's wings when we have these internalized thoughts or when we approach our life like this and as you were saying before i don't know if you got here because we talked so much (laughs) sometimes we have to cut things and start again (laughs) um but someone was saying before that it's self-inflicted It's come to the point that we cut our own wings and our potential it's actually um yeah by it our limits own, you 100%. yeah it's yeah yeah by our own it limits thoughts. yourself and it also limits your potential to interact with the same gender yes exactly Look oh my at, god yeah Lovely. guys and their brotherhoods like they're they don't Stronger. suffer from this yes. you know like but unfortunately because misogyny is such a thing um you start like judging um and it starts in high school you hear it all the time i'm not like other girls or i don't want to dress up too much because i will be deemed as like a slutty girl who's only Mm -hmm. here for guys attention i'm smarter than that i am better than that yeah and that sort of stuff like you you don't hear guys saying that you know guys don't suffer from that because and they're just there to be happy have a good friendship call it a day you know they don't Mm. have to worry about how they look and how what they're talking like big edit they mm. could probably be wondering no they could probably be worrying about how they look but yeah. it doesn't go to the point that they have to compete against their gender yeah it's like yeah, yeah like it, but that would be out of their own choice right because they just want to look good it's not that if i look a certain way i am less than or yeah. better than. it's really interesting because it also as we dive deeper into this episode we'll realize how much of an impact it has in our career i guess success Mm. um and even like just in our development as people like we can't 
live by comparing each other and competing with one another mm. because it just limits us to creating deep and meaningful connections with other people and yeah. from learning it even just limits your self-expression you know yes oh my god yes because you're yeah. constantly like trying to be like oh yeah, yeah yeah and like um i guess it's the version of toxic masculinity but female version yeah 100 yeah. percent. that is a really good good way of putting it so it's in internal um no one actually puts it on our mind but ourselves mm. from stereotypes that we have seen in societies. And, and media, mass media, honestly, yeah. the way it portrays women um, of different categories in different ways. It's um, so like one thing I was thinking about is like, oh, my God, how does media portray this? And honestly, like um, if you just look at like movies or whatever, they demonstrate like smart girls as like reclusive, or sarcastic and they're like social outcasts. So, like I don't belong anywhere, mm. um, which Sometimes it's not even portrayed in a bad light. You know, when you look at a lot of movies, like um, they show like, oh, the guy gets super interested in her because she has depth. She's intellectual. And in the end, he's only interested in a mainstream girl for like a fling. She's not like someone he'll get married to. He'll eventually get married to that girl who was like, you know, social recluse, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that's, if you actually think about it, what are you telling a little girl? You know, Mm. like you, and that makes them like grow up hating wearing pink. Or hating, sounding um, over enthusiastic, or not smart enough, or like it's, it, it just makes them hate certain characteristics or tendencies that are so normal. Like um, they don't have to be bad in any way, shape, or form. There's nothing inherently bad with them. But there's nothing inherently bad with trying to obviously be more intellectual. I've been like that at school. I was like, oh, I'm not going to dress up too much because. I'm not like that girl. I think know? I also have that. And it's really fucked because, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> my language. But Colombians can be very opinionated. And I remember, like, mm. people telling me, like, oh, like, you should brush your hair a little bit more. Or, like, wear your hair in a certain way. And I remember my curls, you guys know, like, I love actually them. had such a, like, <laughs> love and hate relationship with them when I was growing up. Because it was, A, really difficult to sort of, like, keep it clean like a clean look okay um and the way high maintenance like i am um (laughs) but i think i remember people saying to me like oh like maybe you should try harder to look like more mainstream no just mainstream but yes Mm -hmm. but more like like feminine like oh you should brush your hair because that's what girls do and I'll hate it. I'll be like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm going to go play in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was sort of like a rebellious sort yeah. of like behavior because I obviously didn't want to be told what to do and I wanted to express myself. But I also didn't want to look like all the girls because yeah. that made me feel like I was basic. <laughs> Lesser than in some way, shape or form. Exactly. Which is um, it's, such it's a sort strange of like competitive thought process to put in a young person in a young person exactly yeah. it's like from zero you're giving someone a superiority or an inferiority complex 100% and that is steam from like not accepting yourself yeah it's and I feel like it, it's it's really um, detrimental I'll say because growing up now now that I'm much older and I think it, going to uni I sort of just faced this fear and I was like you know what if I want to dress up I'm a fucking dress up and I completely change like if you look at me in school you look at me in uni as two different people yeah. <laughs> but I think growing up now that what I was saying is I'm I'm older and I really appreciate a good strong sisterhood you know? oh definitely yeah they're such a pillar of support and they're there for you in like because you know women socialize differently 
we're there for each other in ways we know how to be there Wait. and we appreciate <clears throat> i have a question okay go <laughs> so what you were going with at the start because you were like talking about how in high school sort of they put a seed into you of not of like competing with one another just because you didn't want to look mainstream or mm. like like the other girls did yeah but now you have come to realize how much of of a benefit is to have a community oh so yeah so the the way that it impacts you is that in school you don't get to practice that you know if you're obviously thinking that's so interesting because i did practice that oh that's so nice that's what i was like (laughs) wait a minute you didn't have communities of like (laughs) not necessarily like there were like um, don't get me wrong especially here i did enjoy um female friendships but i know like in certain aspects of my school life it was like oh you know girls are too much drama it's so much nicer hanging out with the guys i i went through that thought process right or i would just be like yeah same yeah and honestly like there is like high school's a weird um example because obviously everyone's going through puberty everyone's like there's a lot of hormones going on exactly but this also not defined identities because you don't know it yeah you don't and it's constantly shifting the start of the year your friends could be a completely different circle to the end of the year it's crazy it's so much fun yeah and i feel like this is when good sort of like values from your family play a big role right because it's like if you have a family or caregivers that sort of like cultivate good values like you have to be loyal or like you have to be respectful or you have to be honest then you start to realize that those are things that actually are important and that you want to sort of like cultivate through your friendships and stuff like that. But if you don't have that really well defined, then you like sort of like don't know <laughs> what to do. It's like there's no skeleton or foundation. Yeah. But like even on the surface level, like if we're looking at internalized misogyny on a appearance basis. Oh, you do see like in high, like that's why high school is a poor example, I'd say, but also a strong one. It's like weird dichotomy sorry but um you see because high school being the nature that it is like girls that look a certain way or dress a certain way do get more male attention yeah and that's just the nature of how it is and obviously you even can, if you, yeah. they develop earlier True. than others like they yeah. are a start to be more appealing to men yeah and so i, well, I yeah. guess there's that na- and that's probably also where it's like oh i don't want to look like that because i'm not here for that personality does play a role here but what is personality personality is something that you develop through your environment your 100%. culture so if they in, in your culture females are to look a certain way and again like stereotypes yeah. coming to play then you inherit these thoughts and exactly. you inherit these attitudes and they come and manifest when you're 25 years old <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and this is why we're recording this <laughs> oh, it is true yeah we just got to go into that tangent <laughs> And it's oppressing yourself for no reason, you know? Um, and you miss out on such a fun, easy way of growing up, essentially. Or even not growing up. Like, um, when you're older, you start looking at certain aspects that are so um, a part of your whole gender group and completely cutting yourself out of that. Yeah. You know, even if you maybe want to um, develop, like, oh, nice friendships, or you catch up when you just, you know, go out shopping or whatever, but you're like, oh, I don't do that anything you know it's limiting it's limiting like why like i understand if people don't want to hang out with other people because they have like zero interests in common common, but if it's just because you like sort of that's so interesting though 
because if you don't have the interest of like going out shopping with someone then but you have to buy something at some point you either need groceries or you need like you're gonna like yeah, uh, there's oh. a cloth that might be needed <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> coming out to buy onions <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking ikea but fair <laughs> okay yeah ikea is cute man ikea is fucking i was just cute. gonna say yeah. something i think internalized misogyny um a good example for it for females is our body image issues that we have so as we know like society and just certain industries have sort of like made a look like the standard look that everyone should follow because it's the epitome of aesthetics essentially but it's also what is appealing to male gaze did they do a survey? <laughs> well, no, exactly. But that's based on... So this is the problem. No one did the survey. Yeah. And we keep doing that. Because every time we talk to guys, they're like, we don't even like that. Who yes. decided that that was what we liked? <laughs> exactly. It's like, why? So why? who got it wrong? And we just go back to the person that fucked up in the beginning. But it's so, so messed up because a lot of like females strive to look a certain way and it's so they can please the opposite gender yeah. or like appear attractive to them and as you said like sometimes it's not even a real thing because that they you feel. know what is annoying about it and i found out in the research that i was doing they did like a little survey on um it was a glamour <laughs> Who did the magazine survey? first of all so yes. obviously please don't judge the source but basically what they found is that <laughs> on average this. a woman has 13 body hating thoughts per day can you imagine how distracting that is? You're trying to work, you're trying to do something, you're trying to go out, have a good time with your friends, or just be authentically present. You know, connecting, yeah, present, and you're just interrupted by hate against yourself. Yeah. What the hell? You mm. know? Mm. And I don't honestly It's so bizarre. And it's come out of this illusion that you have to look a certain way so you are attractive to certain species. <laughs> um and this species that I'm calling yeah. is not even and not even that doesn't even agree to with them that. or not. It's just you don't look like the best standard. But like that's the thing. Like yeah. it's it's so this best standard is driven from the fact that may True. like that True. you know, and that's True. the issue. And that's why people think, <laughs> and that's why people think that when we talk about the patriarchal system and when we talk about misogyny, it's like hating on men. Mm. Because unfortunately, they have been brought into this, you know, like somehow yeah. without their opinion, even as you shared the fact yeah. about the survey, it's like, oh, I don't even like that. But somehow everyone keeps but saying it depends that men what like social that. class you're in. Like actually, like if you are. Yes. Yeah. Like higher. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Richer people do like that. So maybe they push it. But not yeah. even just richer people, because then we go back to cultural. It's like people from certain countries might like that. Like mm. Mm. people that come from first world countries, European countries have a completely different concept, standard yeah. or concept exactly of what beautiful or like a good body is. Then if you go to Colombia, DM it's is so different. different. DM yeah. is different. So I guess what I'm trying to say is <laughs> like if you go to Nigeria, what they consider hot in the West, they consider really poor. Like not not poor aesthetic. They'd actually think you have money problems. Because if you are affluent, you are generally bigger. You know, because you have the ability to enjoy food, I guess. 
So they oh. would think you're batshit poor if you look like Gigi Hadid in Nigeria. Oh. You know? <laughs> 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 be like, please throw food at her. <laughs> oh my God. That makes me so sad. But going back to the thought thing that you were saying, Sohan, today yeah. I was listening to this podcast about self-actualization and how to be more present and how to just like rewire your brain. Mm. If you want to practice self-actualization or if you want to like heal your trauma, if you have 13 thoughts that trigger your flight or fight, it's going to be so damn hard for you to rewire your brain. Why? Because you, in order for you to rewire your brain or to change the way you think, you have to be calm. And if you have thoughts that constantly trigger you, the same memory and the same reaction, it's going to be harder for you to do it. And I'm making an emphasis on this because... The solution wouldn't be to get frustrated at us because that is ultimately going to be worse. It's to be a little bit more compassionate. And this is why I was asking you at the start. I was like, what triggered this? Because if you were not being compassionate with yourself and you were judging yourself so hard, I'm like, okay, we have to understand that we have sort of like, we have been conditioned to believe that we're not enough because we don't look a certain way, because we follow certain things. And now that we're wanting to change that, we have 13 thoughts in our head. <laughs> no, but I like. I hope I am making sense and I'm getting my point across. The thing is, we need a lot of compassion and we need a lot of like, it's not easy. Like it's not easy to heal yourself and these things are going to show up. And it's going to be especially harder if you are in an environment that constantly triggers your flight or fight. Yeah, and constantly or is already telling you that you're lesser and you're lesser for, you know, whatever reason and then you, you, I don't know you start internalizing and being like oh my god we are we are we're like less yeah for this. because it is a matter of yeah. a repetitive thought mm. and it's like confirming this because when you think something so much you then believe it yeah. and when you start to believe it you create that neurologic new neurological path I think that's the problem with internalized misogyny in a male-dominated industry because we it do have to think amplified. about this. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And it's funny because, okay, so quick story time. So I tried this thing called um, craniosacral therapy. And on my first appointment, I sort of had to tell the person, tell the practitioner why I was in the appointment. Like they were like, what brought you here? And I was sort of like telling them about my issues. And we started talking about the fact that I am a very sensitive person and I'm in a industry that is male dominated and it's funny that me as a sensitive person has put myself into that situation because it's essentially harder to thrive in in the sense of like i'm going to feel attacked or i'm going to be more reactive to it so that's what i wanted to say yeah because you are surrounded in an environment where naturally you have a complex that they're greater you know and this doesn't happen for everyone obviously and please i'm sorry if this doesn't happen to you don't judge me i'm so sorry <laughs> but yeah you have this complex where you know you feel like you're it doesn't have to be an active thought but somewhere in the subconscious it's like an inferiority thing because the reason i know it happens is because point number one two three <laughs> we have some points here okay uh point number three that i was going to talk about is actually you know it happens to a lot of mainstream women as well because we're thinking about um when they look at people in the workplace, sorry, they've found that both men and women tend to interrupt women when speaking more than they would a man. So even women do it. Mm-hmm. Because somewhere we've already dismissed a female co-worker with this internalized 
you know it's normal oppression like normalized behavior yeah. and we've determined theirs is a standard less than and theirs is an intellect less than and their point is not as important and therefore they can be talked over mm. you know and this is a double standard essentially because we don't want that being done to us but we're doing it to other people and it shows up in the way that we treat ourselves and the way that we treat other women you know they've also noticed that female bosses might offer a woman a lower salary um than she would offer a male person that they w- they were going to hire without even realizing why like that's the thing it's and not exactly it's not conscious and it's not malicious but it happens and that the reason you it's so important to know the reason why we behave we do and that was the whole aim of talking about this yes and i i agree yeah. 100% with you but even like the way women talk in a workplaces like women mm. judge it just as harshly as men i guess um like and it is sometimes it is because we know it's a defense mechanism when we don't want the counterpart to behave like that mm. um like you know when we laugh too much or whatever like it's it's something women do like you know just laugh it off uh no I think when I'm they're nervous and laugh yeah that's what i was going to say and that's a thing and uh, obviously like you you s- you know where it stems from and you don't want it but like if someone is doing that it's okay like it's their coping me- mechanism it should not be oh. judged so harshly yeah. but we do you know yeah. it's yeah so it, it's just understanding those things and it also stem it comes up in other ways it comes up with like the first thing you know how we we uh we've talked about it before how like women only apply to a job if they match all the criteria listed yeah. and that is like because when you internalize that feeling of inferiority you're always questioning your qualifications yeah and, and that's where capability imposter like syndrome might come into play yeah it's all interconnected and like this is not the main problem and imposter syndrome is not the main problem like it's all comes together and it be, it attacks you in a certain way mm. so the point of all this is a obviously just to raise awareness um because you know we were thinking about it and we thought it's good food for thought and we can discuss it with everyone and you guys can let us know what you think but it does have real implications especially like we were saying women in male dominated industries if you're not aware of how you're putting yourself down sometimes you're not helping yourself get up you know 100%. there's a very cute little diagram I was looking at today and it was a little stick figure and it was holding a big like weight and that was like the task that you need to get done or the responsibility that you have to carry and then it was saying look how much heavier you make it when you add negative thoughts of like i'm shit i'm a loser and i can't do this and it showed it as like big ass rain clouds making it like rain and so like you're now adding that extra complexity mm. because you have internalized all this self oppression yeah so the first is obviously you question your qualifications you question whether or not you deserve to be there yeah to be promoted or to be put up or to be in that role that is your dream role and you probably hit 8 out of 10 of the qualifications but you won't apply because you think oh that's not good enough mm. whereas common knowledge should be that everyone should know it's okay you learn 20% on the job mm. but you have majority of the thing like you know and that that should be common knowledge and the second part is that it affects um you being able to question whether what you're being given in a job is what you deserve. Oh, yeah, the salary aspect. Exactly, exactly. Remuneration and all of that. Yeah, or even responsibility. Yeah, because uh, you take on more responsibility but you're not getting paid for it. Yeah, so or even you just don't think that you're capable of handling more responsibility when essentially mm-hmm. it's a feedback loop. You know, if you take on more responsibility, that's the only way to learn how to upskill and then therefore you learn and therefore you get more responsibility sort of thing, which is like yeah. It affects your progression in your career and mm. And I guess the reason for us to share it right now is because 
a lot of the listeners perhaps won't be like super identify with this internalized misogyny. Others would. Yeah. But it's so you know that you have a community and that you are supported and that you can reach out to other people and ask them for tips or for their opinion or for just support. Because I feel like I this can happen to anyone and you can realise at whatever stage you are in your career, if you have gone through 30 years plus feeling this way mm. and it's been really hard for you to sort of like get out of this cycle, then reach out to someone who can help you. It's never too late to ask for a different position. It's never too late to ask for help. Yeah. And if you are in your earlier stages in your career, then it's good information to just give you a little bit of perspective yeah. as well. And even if you're a male ally listening, oh, yes. you're a oh leader, my God. Yes. You, can, you can recognize and I think you can become aware that this is probably a reason why the female employee is so quiet in meetings mm-hmm. or why she doesn't um, put her hand up to do difficult tasks or whatever. It's I not necessarily love, a capability issue. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. And it's not just a personality thing that she is just more of Reserved. an introvert. No, like she's probably questioning her capability when you know she's so capable. So sometimes yes. it's about drawing people out. And that's something <laughs> that we're very big on in yeah. this podcast is like the way we can help co-workers thrive is just by speaking out for them obviously not on behalf of them without them knowing but on behalf of them if they don't have the tools and it doesn't fall under the category of babying someone i think it's just everyone is different and sometimes some people have not had that support or don't feel like they have that support and they're not able to give that small push once you give someone that push far out it creates a core memory first of all to start off with yeah 100% (laughs) <laughs> and let's not talk about all the oxytocin no. and amazing trust you're going to get as co-workers. Yeah, but it's actually really important because yeah. I think like a lot of the females that we have interviewed for this podcast, the ones that don't face imposter syndrome mm. actually have a common denominator in their upbringing, which is like, oh, like I've never was put a boundary on yeah. what I couldn't or could do. Exactly. And the ones that have actually faced imposter syndrome are like, oh, like I actually... Like I had to teach myself how to do this. I have no I have role to fight models, the, the exactly, norm and all that. Yeah. So when you have someone, when you have your personal cheerleader, it's life changing. It's, it's like so literally true. a game changer. And if you are surrounded by people that think the best of you, like I, yeah. I'm surrounded by my baby yeah. girl here, <laughs> that actually makes such a big difference. And that's why I also like having a a partner that believes in you and doesn't question you exactly your worth yeah. or your ambition career wise is so important as but well. even in school like and it i Going think about like school. this um really cute story my sister had shared with me i hope she's okay with me sharing it um but essentially it was like a physics exam that she had to do and she honestly second guessed the shit out of herself because she thought she doesn't know it and she's not good enough to know it so a lot of the stuff she just left blank but but during the semester um, she had been super active in class, answering all questions correctly. And so her physics teacher was fucking confused when the paper came. And he literally called her up. And this is why allies are so important and teachers are so important because he, he didn't just say, he told her, I'm not going to mark it like this because I know you you know your shit. Um, so please explain to me, A, why you thought you couldn't do it. And B, he made her stand there and he asked her each question. And the way she answered it, he's like, wrote that she down knows. and been like, this is right. You should have written this. This is right. And then he marked her on that. 
That's awesome. Which was so cute. <laughs> this goes all to, yeah. to show that certain, I guess, measuring systems in schools or mm. at the workplace um, don't really work with everyone. 100%. Because everyone has a different perception of themselves. And they're going to bring to the table like they perceive themselves. Yeah. So Because how they perceive themselves is not just that environment. There's so much external shit yes. going on in people's life that you don't like even know. Like them internalized misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> or trauma at home. Or, you know, so many things that are so, yeah, so difficult. Absolutely. And yeah. it's so good that you highlighted that. Because when, and I wonder how hard it must be for leaders to sort of like trying to understand why people aren't bringing the best sort of like selves to work because there's so many layers of themselves that they have to sort of like go through onions (laughs) yeah it is it is interesting yes when you cut them open you cry we are onions (laughs) she's going nuts (laughs) (laughs) at least she loves these (laughs) but yeah yeah and then obviously um the next way that this can affect you, sorry to jump on, but like... Um, that's it really quickly. I love <laughs> it. It's, it's entertaining to watch. It's because of this internalized feeling of inferiority, women tend to put up with more harassment. Yes. You know? Oh. Only, they say about only yeah. 29% of the time will women actually report harassment that has happened to them. Well, and guess why? Because they don't want to be a troublemaker. Because when yeah. they report it, they're ignored. Because when they report it, they get fired. Mm. Because the person that is harassing them happens to be in a higher position than exactly, them. Yeah. So obviously they are not going to harass the CEO of the company. And they're, they're already beating themselves up every day, you know? Yeah. So that's just compounding onto that. Imagine you're... There's someone in a corner and like, how to say, um, really isolated or really um, (coughs) struggling with something internally. And now someone has gone and added abuse to that. They're not going to jump out and be like, I can fight for myself. You know, exactly. This reminds me of like kicking a dog that's our last episode when Jonathan was saying that it just adds more pressure and more pressure onto people. Because once you're bullied by someone, then is that voice that they have left and yeah. added pressure on top of that thank you for reminding yeah. me and it's also then internalized misogyny like we've talked about a lot in this episode is unfortunately what it does it just leaves you thinking about your looks a lot of the time those 13 intrusive thoughts you know yeah all day but it makes sense because again like yeah because you have to be concerned oh am i wearing too much pink do i look too feminine uh, especially in a whale dom- dominated yes industry. oh my god i remember you that like someone like made a guys. comment yeah. once yeah. about my diary Really? I had a, a colleague once made a comment and they were like, oh, like if you go into a meeting, like make sure that your diary is not like all pink and colorful because Holy shit. it would stand out and you have to look oh professional. And I was like, so, and like literally when I joined the industry, when I joined the industry, I was like the most colorful oh, so cute. unicorn. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because what? Like, I'm a buddy, as yeah. someone would say. <laughs> and, like, you know, women's fashion is more diverse than men's. I, I love that fact. You know, men just have to wear the same button shirt and pants to work all day, but we get to choose. But the choices that we make because of this internalized misogyny is like, oh, I don't want to wear something that's like too revealing. I don't want it to look slutty. I yeah. don't want to look this and that. And that's. And even the way we, like, literally joke around in the office or, like, mm. the way we speak, we don't want to. And, and this is why our last episode was so spot on when Jody said we want an environment where we can feel safe because we don't want to be like taken as like you were overly friendly and these mm-hmm. cross the line 
when you were just being yourself and because you're a female, then you weren't taken out of proportion. You were taken out of proportion. Out of context, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. I just yeah. said wearing. Okay, I was like, like what's the <laughs> And the last part is, honestly, we, yeah, we did discuss it. It, it keeps women from sharing their opinions um, in meetings, in any setting, you know, because we, we choose to not voice our opinion because we think that um, internally we've seen in society that, you know, women's uh, opinions are not that important. You know? I want to highlight something that is just like, something that just came right into my mind and it's something that internalized misogyny also affects and perhaps it affects heavier in female dominated industries Hmm. and is everyone has heard it everyone has heard like oh like a lot of female dominated industries are like a lot of drama happening a lot of competition or like girls are just bitchy with everyone Mm. that girls are being bitchy with everyone is internalized misogyny it's like you see you co-worker instead of like sorority there's yeah. like com- competition competition oh God, so which is so awful to witness because instead of like actually realizing that by having all these things in common you can thrive better yeah. and it's funny because you don't see that in male dominated because industries. in male dominated industries males um, don't I hate feel each like other they don't and also like i feel like it probably happens less now that you mention it because like the women realize they already got so many issues being the minority they can band together and be like help each other yeah they have a lot of things in common yeah and they can they're already fighting the male dominatedness there's less time to fight between each other (laughs) you know but it it still happens it does definitely happen i've worked with teams that actually are like there's more females than males and i think a common comment also about internalized misogyny is when Females make the comment about how if someone, if a female is in a senior position, then they slept their way through that. Yeah, exactly. And that is questioning someone's hard work, integrity and effort that they have bloody hell put in to get where they are. Yeah. And it's not acceptable because, and I'm, I'm, I'm liking how nowadays in social media, there's like this big movement of like, how to instead of compete with your like with another female then you instead of doing that you should support one another to grow together because before back on the day i remember that it was like if a girl like sees your man like go and hate on him now it's like no go and hate on the boy because or like when cheating and all these things like we are seeing change and we are seeing awakening raising awareness Mm -hmm. really changes generationally (laughs) how people react because I feel like in this day and age and what I see, you know, in the current generation is there's such an abun- abundance mindset. You know, where back in the day when people were building out, like, it wouldn't be that 100%. much. You know, they would be but more competitive. There's only a limited slice to the pie. And we know why. Because we yeah. were, like, constantly, like, trying to survive all the wars that people decided True. to have. Because guess what? Capi- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I always go into capitalism. But no, yeah, no. Surviving like, war to war. <laughs> no, like, seriously, yeah. because there were wars. Exactly. about power true, and power true. has always been the issue even with patriarchal systems yeah. with socialism with every fucking economical issue <laughs> i have no idea about economical it's issues. Got very political very quickly but it is true it's yeah. so funny that power has always been the naughty and the desired thing not too worthy power is intoxicating anyway to wrap up we're gonna Thomas. quickly going to sort of like provide some conclusions of this podcast episode because Lao has like this brain that <laughs> likes his structure and Sokan has some really valuable things to 
just close with, and I also do. So go, Sohan. Um, so I think conclusively for me, the only thing that I hoped to share and come out of this with is understanding um, what internalized misogyny can look like. And it creates awareness in your day-to-day behavior and how you impact yourself and how you view your other female yeah, how you bring yourself to work, exactly. how you bring yourself to your own life. Like, this is just for us. I guess the conclusion from both of our ends is, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever considered that some of the things that you do or that you don't do are because you are wanting to fit in or fit with certain standards or set to the stereotypes that probably are, that come from, like, internalized misogyny yeah. or, like, a patriarchal sort of like culture or um, system. Um, another thing that I wanted to emphasize on was <clears throat> for leaders, really cultivate empathy because minority groups go through a lot of things. As we said, like it's an onion and it's not only the internalized misogyny, it's not only the fact that they are a minority in the group, it's not just the fact that um, they are facing like generational trauma it could be that they even have a bad day it could be even that they are going through a very hormonal stage in their life so just be kind and take that into account when you are assessing performance and when you are giving feedback because at times we are very abrupt and we just say things for the sake and of saying I know saying you're thinking it. about like because it's your responsibility to think about the business but if someone's sharing that with you ask yes. them how they're doing Yes, be a little bit more human. So that's third. And the fourth, because I really like Mm. The fourth one is if you are at university or if you're part of school and you're listening to us first, sorry for swearing. Second, do what feels right for you. Understand why you're doing it. Don't just shy away from certain behavior because you feel like that's going to put you in a certain box. Exactly. You You can be challenged the box. Yeah, you can be a part of so many boxes. Yes. You know, and that's exactly. like why I love what Louisa, our first um, guest, did. Like she enrolled she herself in a Miss Universe pageant just to show that women are. and wear many hats. Mm-hmm. The hat of being and beautiful, you can be smart, pretty and smart, exactly, successful. Oh my God, she's so good. And you can sing and play sport. 100%. And 100%. Do and whatever you want. None of those things are inherently masculine and none of those things are inherently feminine. And you they can are inherently feminine masculine traits. We shall talk about that one day. But but you can also have these those, masculine yeah. traits. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah, I said it was yeah. fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <I didn't laughs> yeah. But it shouldn't affect your, um, what your interests are. And yeah, and how you, you know, and it should never, ever, I think, be a reason to look down on your female counterparts. 100%. If someone else has a more outgoing personality, that doesn't mean that they are trying to call attention and be loud and yeah. be the center of focus. It just means that they are loud and that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Very Coming from a very loud thought, person. And I don't even know if we should recall this, but I wonder, does internalized misogyny um, result in radical feminism? Oh, maybe. Ego. <laughs> ego. Or even hating question, on all things feminine, like nurturing, like wanting to become ego. a housewife. You know? Women. Yes, like women probably. hating on that. It yeah. doesn't deserve that much hate. I think everything in moderation is good. Yeah. If you hate something, hate is a strong word. Yeah. 
But question it's just making it why seem like do it's you a bad hate life it? choice. It's not a bad life choice. I that, guess that question why you hate the it. The last conclusion oh. of this. Oh my god, I cannot. <laughs> she used it. <laughs> but yeah, great use. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what was the ha ha ha? Oh god, no. What can we that? Okay. <laughs> So the last one and the most important one. Such Question what you're doing. Even if you have been doing it for 30 years plus. Yep. Even if you've been thinking the way you've been thinking about yourself for more than a decade. Question it. Why? And if it makes you uncomfortable, then why is it making you uncomfortable? That's my end thing. Alright. Mic drop. <laughs> Birds chirping. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us, especially after like getting our new equipment. And if you made it until the end, well, love you. You are a winner. Thank you, you are a winner.